A reading from 1 Corinthians. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge, and if I have all faith, so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly. Then we will now see face to face. Now I only know in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. And the greatest of these is love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There have been so many things about the church that has changed over the last two years. The way we do church has changed. The way we worship has changed. The way we do ministry has changed. No longer in the church do we come up with this idea of how to do ministry with and for one another, and then we make a plan and get people involved and go do it. But there are so many things that we have to consider about what we do, how we do it, who's going to be there, who are we inviting, how can we make it safe so that everyone can walk away and not get sick. It has become overwhelming. But there is one thing that we can continue to do as a church that hasn't changed, will not change, that will always remain the same, and that is to love. We want, we need to be loved. And and we have a perfect example throughout Scripture to tell us how we can love one another. One of my favorite examples is When Jesus takes this basin full of water, he takes a towel that he wraps around his waist and he begins to wash his disciples' feet. He was their master. He was their Lord. Foot washing wasn't something that masters do. Now, I I know it's not Lent. We're an epiphany, but it's one of my favorite examples of how Jesus loved his disciples. Now, when I have been in a position, when I see someone that I love, that I respect, when I see them go out of their way to care for me, I am amazed by that love. I am thankful for that love. Now, when Jesus was done washing the feet of his disciples, he told them why he was doing it. And then he told them their mission is to set an example for others as Jesus set an example for them. 
He said, go and do what I have done for you. Go to love one another as I have loved you. Jesus showed them how they can be in this world to love one another as God loves us. And I wonder, I wonder if the disciples in that moment really got Jesus's message. Because they were hand-selected by Jesus from the crowds. They were seen in the crowds, and Jesus saw something in them that nobody else saw. In the grand scheme of things, they were not special people. They were everyday people like you and like me, but they were called for a specific purpose. And once they started to follow Jesus, their lives were given a new meaning and a new purpose. Because with him, they were special. They were special. Now, this is true for us as well. We are everyday, ordinary people called to do extraordinary things. And if we were to do those things on our own, it would be impossible, my friends. But we have a God who is there with us and for us. We have a God who supports us and loves us. We have a God who gives us an opportunity to do anything because with God, all things are possible. This week, I read a parable by Peter Rollins, and I'd like to share it with you today. It goes like this. There's an ancient land that speaks of God's struggle to guide the destiny of humanity. It is said that God had grown tired of the way that mortals were constantly losing their way, creating disasters as they go. So God sent out angelic messengers to gather together timeless wisdom that contained the world all of the wisdom of the world and and to put them into books and house them in a great library. A library that mortals could use in order to work out how they should live and act in the world. Well, after many millennia, the great task was finally completed. The colossal library stood proudly in one of the world's greatest cultural capitals. It dominated the skyline. However, this huge building contained too many books for any individual to read. It was all but impossible to reach majority of the people. And the library's sheer size was enough to put anyone off from entering it. So God demanded that the angels compress all of the essential wisdom into a single book with only the most important parts of the wisdom. Once completed, the single work was widely circulated. But their manuscript was so huge that hardly anyone could lift it, let alone read it or put what it said into practice. So yet again, God put the angels to work crafting a booklet with just the essential information. But the people were lazy. There were many people who did not know how to read, so the booklet was refined into one single word. And that word was sent out on the lips in the life of the messenger. Can you guess what that word is? That's right. The word is love. Sometimes we try to complicate things. We want things to be perfect. We want to ensure that we have the best of the best. Or, or maybe there are times, probably more likely, at least for me, where we are just so overwhelmed when life gets the best of us and we don't know what to do next. We don't know how to act. We are told to love and to be loved. 
You know, I remember a time when I was overwhelmed, when I did not know what to do, when I wanted to be perfect with every action that I took. It was a time when I held for the first time my children in my arms. Suddenly, as I was holding this this newborn life in my arms, this realization came over me that I was a father. And in an instant, my life changed. And in that moment, I was overcome with joy and elation, but I was also overcome with anxiety and uncertainty. Each of those amazing events, there was this moment where I asked God, what in the world am I going to do now? And I had this sense that God was speaking to me, and God said, just love them. Love is the answer to most of the world's problems, right? When we want to know what love looks like and how to show love to one another, we turn to the Bible. We have this clear picture of love in our scripture reading today. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. Love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. I think that is a perfect vision of what love is and how we are to love one another as God loves us. But I also love the ending of our passage today. Paul writes, And these three things abide, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. Faith still abides because faith helps us tell our stories. Our stories about who we believe, why we believe what we believe, and what we do with our life. It shapes our identity. Our faith helps us articulate our history. Faith shares our experiences outside of the church. And when we are living out our faith inside the church, we can go outside and share it with the world. When we are together as a community of faith, our faith is energized, and that gives us hope. Even when we face the cross, even when we are sitting around the table asking ourselves, what in the world are we going to do next? We could give up. The disciples almost gave up, but hope enabled them to continue to move on as it helps us continue to move on. And then love. We love the people that we come in contact with. We will bring them into the church to show them God's love. We will help change their lives as love changes our lives. We will help teach them the faith that we so love. We give them hope as we have hope. You know, and we don't always have to talk about love or our faith, right? I had a conversation with this couple recently, and it was a pastoral conversation, but we did not talk about God. We did not share our faith. But I could tell by the way they loved one another, by the the way they talked about how they loved the other people in their lives, that they had strong faith. Each of us has an opportunity to show love. Each of us has an opportunity to receive love. Each of us is loved unconditionally by God. 
And my friends, that is the most amazing kind of love we can receive in our lives. The love of God given to us through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I invite you to think about that love, to embrace that love, and to share that love. Thanks be to God. In Jesus' name, amen.